Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of the Frankenstein's RPG podcast. You are indeed very welcome. So, uh, what's it all about? Well, each episode we get a group of grognards together to look at the very best elements of role-playing games on a given theme or subject. We debate it a bit, waffle a lot more around that topic, and then vote on which games will contribute to our creation, the Frankenstein's monster of a game. The idea is that once we've constructed this devilish entity, we'll then try and play it and see if it all hangs together or indeed falls hopelessly apart at the seams, like a very badly constructed, well, Frankenstein's monster. So this episode, we're looking at character generation. Well, we have to start somewhere and then social contact or interaction. And I'm joined by two of the very groggiest of grogs, but I'll let them introduce themselves in just a moment. Thanks for all the participation via Twitter, and I hope the episode is a good start of a 10 as we embark on this, the most odd of creative exercises. Speak to you soon. Firstly, obviously, uh, welcome, uh, Neil and Martin. I'll ask you to introduce yourselves if you would, Neil. Right. Um, First of all, thanks, Dave, for having me on this uh, inaugural uh, launch of the Frankenstein uh rpg podcast i probably mashed the name completely there um, <laughs> no, no, that's good <laughs> okay uh yeah so i'm 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 neil um also known as uh at old scouser rp ing on twitter okay thanks and martin uh yep hello there um and again thanks for having me on uh very pleased to be here uh so I'm Martin. Uh, you can get me at, at mcookie123 on Twitter. Um, I think that's about it. Grand. Thank you. Well, so uh, so the, the purpose of this, obviously, we've been talking about it for a little while, and I've been sort of um, asking a few people uh, for their for, for what their views were on, on the podcast, the idea. So the idea is, ultimately, we'll create some sort of mad, monstrous uh, role-playing game, but made up of all the bits of other games that we kind of like or, or, that, or that we think work particularly well in terms of role-playing. So at this moment in time, it's a bit sort of um, genre agnostic, I guess you'd say. So it's not yet going to be formulated as either a, a fantasy game or a, or a modern-day game or a science fiction game. And that might be something we discover or, or look at in, in the future. So uh, this uh, episode is all about... Um, two topics, uh, character generation being the first, and then the second one, which is a bit difficult to get your head around in the first instance, but social contract. So interaction with the sort of the local world or the world of the RP, the role-playing game itself. I'm hoping that makes sense to you. Um, but the idea is ultimately we may well end up um, playing it, which is... is one of the uh, the main aims of the whole of the whole game, which could be quite good fun. So uh, you form a sort of a, a coterie of of grognard experts on role playing, who I shall from time to time sort of suborn into into each episode. So the idea would be, would be that the process will be: I'll ask you for your example of um, character generation and then social contract role playing games that you think really exemplify the best best in breed. Uh, and then we'll t- take a quick vote on it and then move on to the other topics. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, Sounds good. Okay, I'm, so- not, I'm not sure about 
uh, being called experts, though. I, I mean, that's that's, that's, that's an, an unrealistic expectation. Okay, we, we we'll might. Say, not, you know, you know. We'll say mildly interested then. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's about right. So, as a person of mild interest, then uh, character generation. So, there's lots of different ways that we can do this. Clearly, you know, you've got point build, you've got randomized, you've got rolled point allocation, sort of range distribution and stuff. But so, we'll start with you, Martin, then, because I know you've done a significant amount of prep. Uh, <laughs> what uh, What would you say exemplifies the sort of the best in in character generation from? from uh, okay, so. I drew two lines on a piece of paper, uh, an x-axis of random to build and a kind of y-axis of complicated to simple. And then I started to plot the games I play onto this, the character generation quadrant, as I uh, I eventually called it. (laughs) And so the yeah, zone I, of I have got too much time on my hands, clearly. And so, uh, so, so just to give an idea of how my thinking was working, so sort of um, bottom left where simple random uh, exists, the furthest one bottom left was something like mothership, which Ooh, okay, yeah. uh, I think the mothership carriage generation system it is in some ways, a beautiful, elegant thing. Um, okay. Five dice rolls, all the instructions are on the character sheet, and away you go, a, a pleasing amount of randomness in it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a very kind of nuts and bolts way of setting up a character and getting them into the, onto the table quickly. Okay. So that is right at, at there. And then top right, as it were, which is okay. kind of maximum build, maximum complexity. Um, I I put a little dot representing chivalry and sorcery, Ooh. where everything yep. is you know everything is a build. There are mm-hmm. there's still a fair amount of randomness in terms of your social status, but you don't have to roll that. That can be chosen, and okay. so that was the other end and then everything else sort of falls somewhere in between so i guess that's where my thinking started um okay so in in, in plotting the various i mean and and mothership to chivalry and sorcery is a, yeah. is a pretty good range mm. uh where did you sort of fall where do you actually fall on that access of sort of randomized versus structured and you know yeah. difficult versus easy i don't complex mm. rather as ever, I suppose the answer there. It's a bit like your favourite record, you know. Ask me and set, you know, ask me every day what my favourite song is. You'll get a different answer. But I think, generally speaking, I like randomness. I think there is, okay. and I think that's because I like to, as a as a player, I don't want to keep building the same character. Mm-hmm. And I know that was okay. I would end up with if if i was using build systems yeah Um, yeah. so essentially you sort of default to or rather like playing a thief so everything ends up being a bit thief like yeah okay Mm -hmm. okay so so are you are you moving away from that totally random mothership to something else is there a system that you believe embodies the ideal Um, character generation oh gosh um, it kind of depends what you mean by ideal character generation system. I, I, you know, I, I, maybe I'll pop into that later. But 
a particular favourite of mine is, is kind of Golden Heroes. Uh, now, you know, under the guise of Squadron UK. It's very, but it's very kind of genre specific. So, so yeah. superheroes genre. So uh, I would say something like, I mean, the sort of Chaosium basic role playing. You've got your randomness of your stats, but then you can build your skills. That's a nice mix, I think. Yeah. Um, so that's that's got enough elements okay. of both for me. And then obviously with with RuneQuest Glorantha, you've got the added bonus of the random ta- nice random tables about your character history, which I really like as well. Okay. So uh, so again, but if if you're going to plump for the one system that you think oh. embodies the best in terms of character <laughs> generation, it, it it's mm. it's Golden Heroes or it's it's something else. Okay. So. What I've written, what, I, I did take a few notes, and I, I said that, um, uh, uh, what did I say? I said, what's the best I've written here? And then I put the new, like, RuneQuest Glorantha is hot. Mm. Um, because you to... end up with a completely rounded character, or because it's, cause it's not particularly easy to understand, I don't think, Rune no. Crystal Actor. I think, well, one of the reasons I like it, I think, is that it kind of drags you into the setting by your lapels. Um, mm. you, you, can't, <laughs> you can't kind of, you, you, you know, it, it's, it's a very specific Glorantha system, which I suppose detracts mm. from its kind of, some of its simplicity. Um, I, re- I really liked Varson. Yeah. But, uh, okay. But, that, but that's very much a build. But there are. But they 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 hedge their bets and put a nice random system at the back. So I really enjoyed that. So I'm probably leaning towards that. But in the end, I suppose, and and this is like I guess this is a tangent because I put that um, I like chivalry and sorcery very much. <laughs> but that's because. Okay. I think it's a it's a phrase all Anthrax used. He said about when it was the deep freeze, when I wasn't gaming, you kind of kept the guttering flame alive by rolling up characters and writing scenarios. And to me, mm-hmm. that has kind of given Chivalry and Sorcery a kind of rose-tinted thing because it was so involved to make a character up. It was a really good piece of what all Anthrax calls lonely fun. And... Okay. Uh, so it's got a soft spot in my heart. I mean, you know, if you wanted to roll up a wizard, that was a bank holiday weekend. Uh... <laughs> so this is the first time I've ever heard of a role-playing game being described as lonely fun. <laughs> but, like, but when you were chivalry and sorcery, you know, that's what you got. But I think you know, drawing back a bit from that, I th- I, I'm going to okay. I'm going to plump for Call of Cthulhu Chaosium basic role-playing. There's enough randomness there to keep you happy. And there's a nice bit of build as well, so you can shape your character a bit. So something like that. Okay. So sort of the build on the skill system, randomness for the actual attributes yes. and so on. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Interesting. Uh, obviously, you know, I, I'm not going to nail my colours to the mask too early, but you know, there's a, there's at least one big fan of Chaosium in the room here. Uh, okay. Uh, Neil, Neil. Right. So I, I'm assuming you've done perhaps a pie chart of uh, <laughs> some yeah. sort of distribution. Yeah, yeah I built a I built a website uh, um, with an artificial intelligence behind <laughs> it to, to, to tell me what to think. 
Um, Which is called deep thought. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Well, if I wrote it, it's probably like shallow thought. <laughs> more, <laughs> more appropriate. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, everything Martin said there is is is, is spot on, and I do like uh, the axis. Uh, I think it's yeah. uh, it's a, a clever device, um, uh, and I can see why you think the Chaosium systems are uh, are, are the, the ultimate. I think they're fantastic, um, but uh, you know, it, it's um, with this. You're probably expecting me to go like old school essentials, you know, brilliant, uh, you know, random, simple, and so on. And and then and 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 obviously, I thought, well, I can't just do that. That would be, you know, boring and predictable. And I don't think it mm-hmm. is. I don't think it is the best uh, character creation system. I think it works really well. So I started mm-hmm. thinking about some of the other games um, I've um, I've ran and played. And uh, maybe thinking about the wider the process, not just of of like whether you roll uh, the dice and or, or pick things off a list and, and allocate points to them, but also uh, how you think about that character, how that character relates to the world and uh, and mm-hmm. to other characters. And uh, I turned to uh, initially. This is my final choice, but initially I turned to a game I really love, which is Barbarians of Lemuria. Um, yeah, and it's very simple. I love simple systems. I, I think uh, chivalry and sorcery, as uh, as fascinating as it sounds, would uh, <laughs> <laughs> would be would be the death of me. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying yeah. I wouldn't play. But uh, you, you know, uh, it, it doesn't sound like my uh, idea of lonely yeah. fun. Uh, you would you would play it, but very very slowly. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, if, if you know, pregens would be a good starting point for me. <laughs> well, well, no, no Martin had twenty years of making a pregen <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in his in his lonely fun. Than Mike, yeah, yeah, maybe when um, I retire. <laughs> there you go, and uh, but but Barbarians of Lemuria is great because because it is very simple for basic stats. Um, yeah. I think it's might, agility, appeal, and uh, initi- uh, there's one other one, anyway. the other one, the other one, yeah, uh, mind, and then and then you got four combat stats, and then you choose four um, uh, careers. But, but you you also have you have a a limited number of points to distribute, yeah, don't you? You do, yeah. You do, yeah. Uh, and well, the the actual uh, the build itself is, is is standard. You know, you you have four careers, uh, you, you four points to assign to your um, your attributes or your combat abilities. Mm-hmm. Where it gets a little bit more interesting is you pick boons and flaws, and you can tie them yeah. into your background, and and. It allows you to come up with characters that are interesting and unique and have have links to each other and and are tied into the background of the game. And that mm-hmm. came across, in fact, when when I started running it's probably a couple of years ago now. Uh, and and I, I thought, well, you know, we, we'll have a really simple, you know, um, like I gave everyone some info about what how to build characters, and I, I was expecting, yep. like, you know relatively simple almost two-dimensional characters but everyone really went to town and they were coming up with uh, picking floors and boons that tied into the background the setting and it was brilliant it, it gave me loads of stuff mm. to work with as a gm and that is a, i think that's a great system simple 
it gives you lots of choice, lots of variety, and and it integrates really well with the the setting. However, mm -hmm. however, there is <laughs> sorry, just 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 yeah. actually just on Barbie and Zoom Europe, because the other bit, yeah, the additional game to that is everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that spans multi. So I've I've I think I've got the it's colony. I think is the sort of science fiction yeah. element, of it. and then it's um I can't think of the weird west. Oh, setting. I've got blood blood uh, sunrise of blood sunset. That's something it. Yeah. Like that, yeah, blood sunny blood. Yeah. Something to do with that. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's it's bloody over here. Uh, the, and and it works for everything. So uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. barbarians and mirror it. Ever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think uh, 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 everyone does a little bit more than Barbarians yeah. of Lemuria. It adds uh, a, a bit more complexity, um, and it's got mm -hmm. things that you, I guess you just don't need in Barbarians of Lemuria. But again, fantastic system. And I think it's something we've all talked about, and I'm pretty sure we've all got it. Um, but mm -hmm. nobody's yet to, to run mm -hmm. it, so maybe that, that might be yeah. a, 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 a challenge for 2021. Um, yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. Cause I know I've been, you... uh, I've been pondering running a space 1889 with every win, mm. um, just because I don't, I don't. I, I, the Modifia system is a bit mm. of a head scratcher. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that, didn't we, a while, a while back? Yeah, about. about the the original space eighteen eighty nine yes. system is is pretty poor. Yes. Uh, even even for even for when it came out, it wasn't a particularly good system. No, um, uh, and mm. we both talked about well, yeah, everyone would uh, be a great um, fit for it. You know, we could do something. But then Modifius had that like ridiculous sale of like. <laughs> But they were basically giving away space eighteen eighty nine. Yes, that is books. true. And, and and there may there may be a reason. For that. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. So so uh, so uh, yeah. So I, I I went into that, and then I kind of went off the idea. But yeah, I, I, Martin, I think you should do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. but um, the, but the, 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 there's a game I I, I just. Over the years, last few years, it's been there on the like the periphery of my gaming awareness, um, uh, and I, I read a bit about it. I, I'll have a look at it at the. I think some quick start rules or something like that. And I'm, oh, you know, and eventually, about six months ago, I, 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 I just took a, a deep dive into it. I bought uh, the main rule book and a couple of supplements for it as well. And I think this is fantastic in, in terms of. Uh, character generation, the whole character creation process, and it's this uh, beyond the wall. And, and, and other adventures. How does that look backwards? That's back to front. Isn't it? No, 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 it's, no, it's okay, all right yeah. for you. Looks back to front for me. Okay. Anyway, well, the, the, the guys listening is not going to make any difference. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't care about that. It's just you guys, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, beyond the wall. Now, I don't, I don't know beyond the wall. Okay. Uh, that's John Hodgson art, it, though, isn't it? It is, yes. It's jo John Hodgson yeah. art, and uh, all throughout it is. It's not all John Hodgson art, but uh, he, he does the main pieces, and and it's lovely. Um, and now okay. the thing is, why is why is character generation so okay. good? Uh, uh, all right. So it, at its core, the system itself isn't anything special. It, it's an OSR game based on BXD and D, like like old school essentials. It's kind of simpler yeah. simplified as a, a simple skill system. Three classes, um, a mage, warrior, and uh, um, rogue, I think it's called. And uh, yeah, 
you know, very, very simple. Combat's like three or four pages in the book, as does, you know. But what, what's lovely about it is it does give you this, um, you know, like class definitions, like in old school essentials, but really mm -hmm. it, it embraces some more modern game uh, design or ga game and ideas, I guess, RPG ideas. And for characters, you've got uh, what called playbooks. Um, so in the basic right. rules, you've got these uh, six playbooks. Uh, there's two for each of the uh, character classes. So you've got so okay. you've got things like uh, so. Let me see. So you've got the um, where are we? So you've got like the village hero playbook. You've got the untested thief playbook. The self-taught mage. Uh, you know the the young, the young woodsman and so on. Now, what what's what's fantastic about this is you start off with. Um, so if we if we take a, a, I guess the um, the untested thief, right? So mm -hmm. it, the, there's a uh, four pages that take you through the character creation process. But in doing that, it ties it, it builds up your character. It gives them events that happen in their life as they're growing up. So the characters are actually young adults. I mean, maybe 15, 16 years old when, when the game starts. They're in a village. The, the, the worldview is very limited. Um, and in, in this process, you build up the village as well. So, so by the time you, you've, done, you've done it, you, you, you know, you've got all the characters tied to each other. They're all friends and this village. It, the game itself says that in a four-hour session, you could expect to do an hour of character creation and building the village. And then you also have these scenario packs as well. Uh, and and the, the similar idea, you uh, as the players are, are creating their characters, you as GM are rolling in a scenario pack and it's giving you options. It's like tables, gives you options, and it builds up the scenario. So by the, by the time you got to the end of that hour, you're good to go. You, you can just, the characters have got sorted, the village is sorted, and the, as a GM, you've got this framework for an adventure that you can do in two or three hours, and, and that's it. Low prep. Uh, now, it, it's, I, I was a bit nervous about that. I did some pre-work, and I ran it at the weekend, and I did some pre-work mm. before on the scenario pack. Um, but the, the actual doing the characters in the village probably took, an hour and a half, maybe longer. Uh, uh, and, and some of that was due to, because we were doing it online, I think it'd be easier face-to-face. Uh, -face. Mm. But, so, okay. let me, so, so this one, The Untested Thief, right? It says, <laughs> so there's a little bit of blurb, and then it says, you are deft and quick. Your dexterity begins at 12, and all, all other ability scores begin at 8. So so it's standard strength, dex, con, int, uh, you know, the, the other. Okay. So the first thing is, yeah. what was your childhood like? What did your parents do in the village? What did you learn from them? You roll a, a, a D12, you know, so, so say it comes up with a, a five. Your father was the local smith and taught you both hammer and bellows. You get plus two to your strength, plus one to your dex, plus one to your charisma, and you get the smithing skill. Okay. okay, and then and then on the on the playbook it has this little. Now again, it's only for you guys, but it has this little symbol here. And when you when you come up with that, when you see that symbol, it means you add a location to your village. So you start off with a blank piece of paper. In the middle is the pub because every village has a pub, and then of and course. then that player can can come up with a a a. a, a, a Location. It doesn't have to be a, a building as such. It could be a, 
a field or whatever. So they might say, oh, well, you know, my father was the local smith, so it'll be a smithy. We'll have a blacksmith. And, they'll, and you draw it on the map. And that's the first building in the village, and each and each character does does the same thing. So and then you, mm, so so yeah. actually, it, so it's sort of character generation as part of the beginning. Yeah, yeah, ex- ex- exactly. It, it's it's it, it is random, but it's kind of structured as well. Mm. And the characters you get tend to be. You know, because because your lowest ability is eight, so you you know you're not getting yeah. anybody who's got a three or four in in strength or dex, and and uh, so it okay. goes it goes on three three tables for for childhood, and and the other the the, the last table you you dis, you come up with a person as well, so so if okay. you you know so again if you rolled a, a a seven on you know who else was in the who else was in the village. Uh, the old yeah. widow needed help around the house. Plus one strength, plus one int, plus one charisma, and you can pick a person who is in the village who's like prominent us. And you might say, "Oh well, the old the old okay. widow, and her name is Griselda. Griselda, the old widow." Okay. Okay. And you write it down, and, and it becomes, and she becomes part of the village. Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> and then you okay. go into more specific things then about your class, that uh, about how did you become a thief. And how did you obtain your ill-gotten gains? And each time as you go through, it gives you uh, bonuses either to stats or skills. Uh, and and then there's a, a the one of the I think it's the penultimate one is you you do it and it involves the person on your right. You roll on that. Something right. happens and they they were oh, okay. there with you, okay, and they get a bonus as well. That's, uh... And so and so by the time you're done, you've got this character with all the yeah. stats. Re- a, a relationship to what at least one of the other characters um and and you've identified a couple of people in the village and the, and uh and, and locations and you've got this little village map um and and, and that's it and then you just go through the rest of, you've you uh, know do an armor class initiative alignment yeah. for you have fortune points which are a little bit like like hero point okay yeah yeah dead dead simple well it, 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 it's I mean, it's fascinating as you get that sort of, and then you get that leap into uh, this is you know, the, the whole game is sort of shaped there. Lots of places try mm. to do that thing with crews mm. and and gangs. It's like yeah. a limin, liminal uh, king of dungeons. Another one that's yeah. very high on the creating the crew. Yeah, that is, that is quite Gore. a modern. You know, that is something there where you see modern games attempting is this idea of you roll your character up at the same time as a community, and I mm. and I really. Because right? one of the things I like about the Request Grantha is that you're embedded in the setting straight away. You know, you're a rebel. Here's your here's yeah. your family history. Yeah. Oh my God, they killed by killed by the Crimson Bat. Um, mm. And so I quite yeah. like that. And I think <laughs> uh, so. Like Red Markets, I've just been reading, which is another much bleaker take on that, where you're a kind of post-apocalyptic community trying to survive. Um, but it has got that yeah. element of yeah, you're straight. Your set, your character is so linked to the setting um, that basically by yeah. running up the character, you are also learning about the setting. And I think that is a real bonus for me because one of the things about Mothership, much as I love yeah. the Mothership kind of real elegance, there's no absolutely no mm-hmm. setting detail whatsoever, um, and I'm you know and very no. much so that's seen as an advantage. But I prefer it the other way where my character arrives on the table knowing like, like Neil was saying yeah. knows where they're what their position in the world is 
um yeah. yeah i think i think that's another thing that you know when you uh in in terms of historically there was an awful lot put on statistics and equipment and not a terrific amount about okay well how do you fit in this world what's your relationship to the other people in the party and i think those various yeah that's that's a an interesting way of because you develop your character generation as part of the whole game yeah. not part of well, this is the component we have to do before we then go it's interesting i mean it sounds absolutely fa- beyond the wall sounds fantastic but um uh is it the best is it the best mm. interesting yeah yeah mm. okay so so so, so i i i, I, I quite uh, quite randomly i also have uh i didn't make up any graphs or anything else uh martin i didn't even do a sort of you know the pie chart of character character generation i was sort of thinking it from the point of view of what do i most enjoy doing you know and is it sort of randomized one of the things i really like is i like warhammer fantasy role plays way of doing it where actually you get additional i think it's experience points isn't it if you fully randomize it and i rather like that randomized element because i'm exactly the same as you martin i i would default to i would be the gray mouser every time um <laughs> takes a bit of a leap of faith when you see what i look like to imagine me as, as, as the, 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 the gray mouser however and and also but I do like going completely the other way into the crunchy stuff with, you know, uh, champions, mm-hmm. you know, the hero system. I used to love, yeah. you know, and, and middle earth role playing. Yeah. So I've got, I've got a real sensitivity to, you know, chivalry and sorcery, hero system, all that sort of stuff. I, I do very much like though, as, as you just sort of talked about Neil, which is about how do you involve everything in, in that sort of, um, Sometimes I'll give me an echo there, um, but how uh, you involve the whole of the game in in the creation of that character and how they fit in with the group. I, I, I do. I'm torn. I'm really torn. I, I I like Liminal. I love I love the book. I love the game. I love the setting. I, I love the fact that you can you know you can really let your imagination run wild. And actually, I also quite like the sort of the points distribution bit and, you know, having to buy additional elements of that. But I, I do find that in lots of different games. And and by inclination, I would also go with um, sort of Call of Cthulhu, you know, that basic role-playing, Chaosium thing, because I'm, I'm, and I'm looking at my shelf of games now and I've got RuneQuest and I've got Call of Cthulhu. I've got Down Darker Trails. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's difficult for me to make that break. Um, but I think the game that I've enjoyed creating a character about most uh, recently was I quite like, um, Savage Worlds. Mm. I quite like the fact that you can sort of have a bit of distribution in there. You can, you know, there's a bit of choice, and also I don't know whether I've got that one eye on generics or, or not. But uh, I do quite like Savage Worlds. But if I again, if I was really going to go for it, I think I'd probably go for my my instinct would be to go for something like Merp. Mm. Um, I because I yeah. yeah. I can't get away from the crunch. <laughs> so, okay. So we got, let, let, let's, I, I will finally come down. I will say, 
I will say Merp, which wow. puts me in a a group of a group of yeah, one. Select, select band. Now, now my yeah yeah now my 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 vote doesn't count any more than anybody else's. Although clearly I can over <laughs> overrule you if I particularly wish to. Uh, so uh, what what will we go for then? Will we go for uh, the Call of Cthulhu, which essentially was the Chaosium basic role-playing character generation mm-hmm. system. Will we go for the very, very left field uh, Beyond the Wall, which incorporates lots of stuff that everyone's going to be really familiar with, you know, BX, D&D, plus then the overlay of, of the community stuff? Or would we go for Out and Out Crunch, uh, slightly diluted, obviously, mm-hmm. with Merp from the role, play, role, uh, role Master system? Uh, Merp. So uh, it's going to be difficult to vote on this. It is. But... I mean, if there's three three of us and we're all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I vote for my system. Yeah, yeah. One. Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm actually going to I'm, I'm vote for one of yours. Oh, I, well, that's an interesting way of doing actually, it, isn't it? Is you have to vote for yeah. somebody else. I, yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I know who I'm going to vote for. I think. Come on then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. So, Neil, who are you voting okay, for? Okay, so out of the two that you picked, um, a Merp, I played that a fair bit back in the day, and I've got a lot of fondness for it. Um, I don't remember a great deal about the system, even though we did play it at uh, Grogmeet uh-huh. 2019. It was, uh, Steve ran a game, and you were in it, Martin, as well. It was oh, great. Right, yeah, that's very good. Really, it was very good. Um, but... In terms of uh, creating interesting characters, the, the the range of settings supported, it, it would have to be the Chaosium system. Mm. I'm really not going to be any help here. <laughs> <laughs> I I would um, if it wasn't for the fact that it was uh, when you boil it down, it's it's D and D. I I am very yeah. drawn to the beyond the wall very drawn i love that mm-hmm. and if you could i mean if you want to if you could replace the heart system with something else which i'm sure you can because it's yeah because it's still like a three to eighteen mm-hmm. okay, kind of yeah. scale, isn't it mm-hmm. um I, I love that concept. yeah but, yeah but i'm we could... but the thing is and this is what's going to save save it is that i don't think that's a character generation system for me i think it's a scenario setting uh, village community generating tool. So, mm-hmm. uh, as I can't vote for myself, and with with a significant <laughs> amount of reluctance, vote for Merp. <laughs> I, 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 I better put my hat in the ring with Merp. I think. Oh, oh. see now the, the issue is, of course, now I can't vote for my own, and it would look like like I was railroading you. I, I, I unfortunately, I am, I, I am in agreement with Martin on that bit about the. I would love to, if I vote for Beyond the Wall, though, that's it. We've got a three-way yes. split, yep. and then uh, uh, I, I, I really, really like that idea of um, of being able to to uh, uh, to get everything sort of sorted in one session. Uh, but I'm also going to go for Chaosium. I think uh, it's it's it, it, it's applicable everywhere. I think you can get that with RuneQuest. I think you can get that uh, that sort of 
you know, building the the background and everything else from RuneQuest. Um, so yeah, I, I think it is. I think it's chaos. We'll say Call of Cthulhu's um, system <laughs> yes. is the winner. I think, I think that's a that's a, a, a yeah a good outcome. I would say. Yeah. But the good thing is we we've now got a game that we can uh, we can get together and play, which is yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I, I oh, yes. happy days for that. Really, I quite I do yeah. like the idea yeah. that. Good. Okay, so so we we have our first element. Character generation I, comes from. I just Chaosium. like to say that. Sorry, just I would, just one thing yeah. I was going to add was that I there's two things about your sorcery system. Number one, the first table you roll on to generate your character, horoscope, and I like that. <laughs> All right, that's you know forget everything else. Are you a leader yeah. or not? And then everything yeah. falls on that. So I like that. Mm. Well, th- that's 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 a question <laughs> for life. I think. Are you a Leo? <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, not. Okay, good. So, character generation, chaosium, basic role playing, fantastic. It's a good start. It's a bold it start, I would say. Okay, so if we're moving on to our second uh, category that we're looking at um, this episode. Uh, it's about social contact, which essentially sort of interaction with the local world uh, was how we'd sort of um, characterised it. So I, I guess uh, we'll go in the reverse order this time. Uh, mm. Neil, what, what was your sort of take on what do you think is the, the probably the foremost or the best example of uh Interaction, interactivity, perhaps. Yeah. So, world. so this this is a hard one, really, because because the games I tend to like don't really have any kind of system for it for yeah. that, for that kind of stuff. So, um, so and now and again, if so, so I've got a couple of thoughts. Um, I and I don't know if I, so when we're talking about social contact, we're talking about how how the player characters talk to NPCs and how those is that what we're talking yeah. about? Or are we talking about the? Yeah, I guess it's how, how you how you interact with the world mm. around you. Yeah, so I, I would have said, for example, I'm, I'm possibly sort of you know leaping a bit ahead, but Dungeons and Dragons tends to be a little bit mm. transactional. You know, if it's a monster, mm. you kill it. Yeah, and if it's a, if it's a okay. shop, you buy stuff from it or yeah. rob it. Yeah. You know. Okay. Do you, do you know what I mean? So, so I think that's a good good starting point. Then is is uh, Dungeons and Dragons because one of the things I've started doing more and more. Uh, I mean, you, you're right. There, there is a, there is a thing that monsters are. Uh, you know, you kill them. But actually, when you look at yeah. uh, older Dungeons and Dragons, the the the, the variations I prefer. Um, embodied, uh, I guess, in in a old school essentials and swords and wizardry and stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. That isn't always the default assumption. Uh, I, I get, I kind of understand that that happens a lot in fifth edition because the characters are very powerful. The easiest way to deal with, and and because challenges are balanced for the uh, the the characters, that they know that they should be mm-hmm. able to fight whatever and win whereas in older versions of mm. D, that's not always the case you could be outnumbered you could uh you know quite often running away is an option and also negotiating and one of the things i've used started using more and more is the uh, monster reaction tables 
and and okay. um, and and it's not just for monsters, but you can use it for NPCs and whatever. It's just two d six roll. If it's low, it's uh, it's not good. If it's high, it's good. Uh, there are grades yep. within that, but basically, you know, and you can, you, you know, when when characters come to a uh, an encounter, particularly, you know, if it's monsters, yeah, the instinct is, you know, let's attack them. Well, I've seen that happen in games of old school essentials and other old school games where <laughs> players have done that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, not, not a pointed uh, reference to anybody no, on this not podcast. Not at all, Dave. Not at all. Now, and and what we call, <laughs> call you five characters, Dave. I think that's what you know. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Not. Not. I'm not. I'm not Davy Five Bellies. I'm Davy <laughs> Five yeah, Five Druids or something. Yeah. So, um, and and I I quite like that that uh, you know players have to think a lot about. Uh, about the encounter, it may be that negotiating is an option. That initial monster's reaction might determine whether that is a is an avenue. You know, so you could, could come across a yeah. tribe of goblins rather than just diving in and 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 hacking them down or casting sleep on them all and murdering them in cold blood. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh... but don't, but but don't you think though that it's got to this? It's it almost becomes like a. A default position within with it. Oh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm being a bit unfair on Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. which isn't the point, but but it does tend to be well. Like, how else would you, you know, how else would you get past yeah. this encounter other than so, by yeah? So, blood so that's and the thing about the the and so I, I think if you're playing a published adventure, you know that tells you a lot of things. Like, you know, the goblins will wait and ambush mm. and attack and and the stuff like that. That that's kind of. But, yeah. but when you talk about random encounters, or even if you want to override some of that in the game, uh, and I often do, is you can make a roll on the yeah. reactions table. You know, a party. Uh, so, so OSC actually gives some rules about uh, when encounters happen and and the distance between the parties, and and what the initial monster yeah. reaction is. And if it's you know not hostile or you know neutral uncertain maybe a bit indifferent mm -hmm. then there's a chance then for a dialogue now again clearly there are some monsters that are, are like uh that you can imagine really don't have any uh interest in negotiating and and, and, and so on but there's a lot of them humanoid yeah. monsters and intelligent beings of all kinds may well prefer to have that dialogue rather yeah. than uh Rather than um, you know, than, than just getting into a fight where, they, I, where they're going to die. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't. I have to say, I haven't. I don't mean to sort of shoot you down in any kind of flames at all. I can't think of a D and D yeah. game anyway that I've been involved in that there's been a terrific amount of negotiation, yeah. other than about the amount of blood that's going heads, to be spilled. Heads back to so, the five uh, um, uh, characters, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe I'm the one-dimensional. It wasn't yeah. the system all along. <laughs> oh, no. I've just had a road to Damascus moment. Um, but... but but I think I think there are actually I think there are lots of things in D and 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 the other various other sort of OSE you know kind of kind of D and D clones I guess you'd say where there is more complexity to it and there has been more thought put to it. But actually, 
most of it gets yeah, ignored. And, and, I, and I think, uh, you know, so, social interactions, there are games that, that give systems for that, you know, and they have skills, I guess, that are relevant and uh, mechanisms for dealing. Uh, and I guess that's more like with um, uh, uh, NPCs, you know, people rather than monsters, uh, and and a and a game yeah. and a game that's heavy on monsters, you, you're going to get less of that. I suppose the the one that stands out okay. for me as being good uh, for that kind of thing, uh, mm -hmm. for social contact, is 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 the One Ring, which uh, Steve mm -hmm. Steve runs. We're okay. playing it tonight, in fact, and and Steve is. Uh, this all anthrax, of course, he, he is fantastic at this kind of thing. Uh, he does it so well. He does it mm. in, in RuneQuest as well. Um, but there's a mechanism in in in, uh, in this game. Uh, there's a, a type of contest. Can't remember what it's called now. Prolonged contest. I think it is a prolonged check. And the idea uh, okay. is that you, uh, you, you there's a number of roles that are involved. Uh, you. Uh, you look at the skills you've got that you can bring to bear on the situation. So kind of thing might be, you know, the first time you've met, well, we had a situation the other week, first time we met this Dunlending King who was, you know, really, you know, we, 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 uh, most of our party was from Rohan uh, and they generally have a, a, a dim view of Dun, <laughs> Dunlendings, but we were on some kind of peace mission. Mm -hmm. So Steve has like a track. You know, a, count, a counter, okay, and uh, and we and we have to narrate <laughs> uh, what it is we're saying, and and then you know the appropriate skill. You make a roll, and if you're successful, you get one notch on the track. If you you know you get a great success, two notches. But they've got okay. a tolerance as well. Now I I don't know if that's part of the system. I, I was looking before. I can't see that. But um, you know, whereas if you basically if you piss them off. They they run out of tolerance yeah. and 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 their things over and it goes against you. Uh, now, it, it's it's really it, it really is interesting and it adds a lot to to the game in terms of you know you can spend a good half hour or more just doing this social interaction. It really brings out the uh, mm -hmm. it gives great opportunities to role play. It brings out um, the kind of the passions of the characters um uh, and uh and, and and it just works really well and and you could i can imagine you could do it in pretty much any game um which, which steve does yeah, yeah. Fair. but it it works really really well um now i don't know if okay. we're talking about, so if we're talking about a system around social contact that work this isn't specifically for social contact but you know you could do it for any any long-term task but i think it works particularly well for that yeah yeah you could you could put it into a contact with monsters yeah. though couldn't you it starts on a different end of the scale but as a mechanic for mm. how is this situation yeah. going to you, develop you, it's actually, you okay, could actually it's even interesting use one. it yeah. thinking about it to, for an actual combat you you could run a combat mm -hmm. in that same way where you got a track and you know and if you get you if you get to a certain point you know you, you know yeah. i'm sure you could do something like yeah. that yeah yeah tips absolutely. the balance yeah. Okay, like that. Right. Martin, well, were you going to comment on Neil before we come on to, on to you? It fits or? very neatly into what I was going to chat about, really, which was, so, you know, because uh, it's me, I wrote something down. And what? what <laughs> Have we got yeah, to, it's not, it's uh, a new graph It's more here. like a sort of flow chart. Um, 
I, was, no, I went back to I went back as, as my as uh, as as old managers. If you were in, lucky enough to be in management in two thousand and uh, two two thousand and ten, you'd know that you want to go back to first principles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I thought about, <laughs> it's uh, a living so document. About, well, yeah. So social conflict and social kind of communication. Often, often gets overlooked, and I just thought, well, I wonder why that yeah. is. And I think there's two basic reasons. Is is one is uh, there's a tendency just to let the player role play it. You're going to speak to the shopkeeper. Let's listen to you speak to the shopkeeper. Mm-hmm. And and while that, you know, no, no problems with that at all. Yeah. But it does kind of mean that the the squeakiest wheel gets most oil. That the player who has got better social skills. Yeah ends up winning social contests mm-hmm. even though they've got a charisma you know the same charisma as a bowl of soup and you know what have you so mm. that's that's problematic i think <laughs> so the second thing is that i think the other reason it's over yeah, okay. is generally yeah. and this is what neil was touching on is poorly served by systems mm. so mm. off the top of my head so this is where i wrote okay. things down i wrote down all the skills i could think of in games that i've played that basically link into social interaction. So here we go. Yeah. Haggle, is, it, is, it, is it a long list? Inspire. Is it, long, it is. Okay. Um, okay. Believe, fast talk, orate, reassure, manipulate, persuade, intimidate, leadership. And I, and I, I could probably go on. I mean, yeah. that's just within me just like jotting mm-hmm. stuff down. And so you think, well, yeah. why the hell is that? Why have we got yeah, so yeah. many? Like, why have we decided to niche everything that much in social con- uh, in social conflict when my attack with a sword mm-hmm. is a sword uh, uh, you know whatever it is and, mm. and i was thinking that maybe yeah. one of the reasons is something that i think that one ring system you know tries to uh, approach is that when you're in combat you've got your modifiers um so you know you might dodge mm. so someone or you might parry or you might force the attack, or you've got kind yeah. of ways of you, you, you're still using your basic skill of sword, but you've got a bit of flex on how you use it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't think you get that in um, social conflict. So, so if I say, well, I'm going to flatter him and say, mm-hmm. you know, great. Uh, the good Jim says, ah, well, he's going to, he's going to intimidate. He doesn't like flattery. He's going to intimidate you. So you've got these kind of a genuine dynamism yeah. about what they're doing. Um, in that social contact, rather than saying, "Oh, yep. well done, you've persuaded them." Okay. So I, mm. Now, maybe it's me just not yeah. exploring some of these rules as a GM, but that 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 uh, that strikes me as as some one of the issues. So, yeah. In in terms of systems, so I quite like, although I've never played it, so it could yeah. be just you know, on paper, on paper. On paper, I hear say and conjecture. System. Yeah. So that's expanse is the one I was reading. So I think the expanse system it has got what Neil was right. alluding to that idea that your social status gives you plus or three, you know, plus one, two or three. The situation might give you plus or minus this and that. Your um, your demeanor, your the time, you know, the time you're meeting these NPCs, you can basically at least get some environmental mm. modifiers into your social contact, contact, contact or social context. So I quite like that. Yep. Um, yep. 
In yep. terms of like using it in game, I, I quite like Fall of Delta Green. Um because Fall of Delta Green, obviously I, I run that, so I'm more familiar with it. But but the idea that you know you have got some several different ones and they're very you know, you've got to use them in the right way to try and get the result you want. And so it does encourage role playing. Um because mm. You know, if I'm going to reassure somebody, that's going to be very different from me trying to intimidate them. Um, or you can go the other way, which is mm. Varsen, which you just have one social skill, manipulate, and then you role play yep. how you're manipulating them. Are you flattering them? Are you intimidating them? Are you engaging them in intellectual discussion? Are you, you know, just trying to scam them? Same role, manipulation. But your role yes. playing, your role yep. playing, how you're actually interacting, which I think again lends itself nicely to role playing. So, yep. Uh, do I have to tell you my favourite now, or can I? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I think you do. I would go for the Varson manipulation. I like Fall of Delta Green very much, but it's very investigative. It's very sort of uh, specific, I think, to the goals and aims of your characters in Fall of Delta. Whereas I think the manipulate, the idea yep. that you've just got one role, that makes it gives it a breadth. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's oh gosh, it's funny enough of all the and obviously having planned out a few of the episodes. And the topics that we're going to be having a look at in, in, in various sort of episodes. This is the one I think I've struggled with the most. Uh, social contact, you know, actually interacting with the world around you. And and I, I kind of came at it a little bit as you did, Neil, in terms of, okay, well, what's you know, what's the game I've probably played the most? It's going to be sort of D&D &D and D&D &D derivatives from over a period of time. And, and I do find it a bit transactional. I think you're right. I think there is an obligation on both the players and on the GM to to make it more about uh, actually how how should you be if if you were trying to mm. although clearly it's a fantasy situation how would you be putting in some sort of structure that doesn't mean it just becomes all sort of murder hobo type stuff. And I think, you know, as we've, as we've got into the game more often, I haven't lost a character yeah. now for some considerable yeah. period of time. It could yes. almost be months. It's it. uh, <laughs> and, and I think, and I think, you know, that that's, that's to an extent, maybe I'm finally maturing. Uh, I haven't played, I haven't played the one ring. And, and whilst I would have been tempted to go back and say, probably my, I think, and actually having played it just at the weekend as well for the first time in about 40 years, was RuneQuest. I think the way that RuneQuest is structured, and it came across through the character generation conversation we had just before, um, the way that RuneQuest is structured uh, from character generation through to how you interact with the world mm. is fantastic. You know, it's all about your clan, your family, your religion, your magic, your, you know, obligations and so on. And, and I was sort of holding that up as the, as the, you know, this is the prime directive. You know, this is the one that we ought to be, uh, uh, to be following in terms of social contract. The more I think about it, actually, it's quite limiting, though. 
because you couldn't apply it to somewhere else. It needs to be, and that it may be as RuneQuest in Glorantha as opposed to RuneQuest as a system. So, yeah. But that's the only sort of iteration I've, I've had about it. But it's almost like you get that, it's not quite a straight jacket, but having, again, not played it for a very long time, I suddenly found that I'd done something horrendously <laughs> wrong, you know, and, oh, my God, I'm going to earn the disfavour of everybody and therefore lightning bolts, you know, raining down. So I, it was quite interesting, but really, really good fun and a great yeah. session that was run um, by, by Jim. Fantastic. <laughs> having rediscovered it and having recently talked about it as well somewhere else, clearly, uh, I'm going to say Dragon Warriors. Now, the reason why I quite like Dragon Warriors in the way that they sort of interact with in a social, social setting is because uh, all of the examples that they sort of give you throughout the Dragon Warriors books and then all of the examples that you hear about people having played and how they play it, uh, you, tend to, um, you tend to use the character class as the way that you would interact with the social setting. But even as I'm saying this, I'm realising that actually it's very, very specific. So I, I haven't been as expansive as the two of you uh, because if you are a knight, you know you can either be the sort of the uh, the, the the chaste Gawain, you know, treating everybody with respect and deference, or or you can be completely the other end, you know, and be the sort of the, the black knight who just assumes that everybody does exactly what you tell them to do, and and that then informs the way you would interact socially. But I I don't think it's a very good example but it's the mm. only one I can think of now having been sort of sidetracked. So I was just going to say Dragon Warriors, but knowing that that's not the uh, one that, that we're going to vote it's, for. It's so. a really interesting system. I really enjoyed playing it at the weekend. And, and I can see, I can see where mm. you're coming from. Uh, I think, I think some of that you, you could probably apply. You, you could do that with, I guess with D and D as well, because you're talking about a class-based game really, yeah. aren't you? That's so, so, the, so the class, yeah. yeah, I think the society is quite yeah. well yeah, laid yeah, out absolutely. as well. Yeah, I, yeah. I, there's, there's something yeah. about um, social interaction now and, and, and social contests that we were talking about, particularly mechanical ones. Is that um, yeah. I, so? When you talk about combat, uh, there's a you know a, a, a kind of a rhythm to it, a, a to and fro, and uh, you know damage is being dealt on both sides. Mm. With the social with social interaction yeah. tends to be different. It's like the 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 party, sorry, <coughs> the party want to achieve something. We're going to try and distract this guard so such and such can sneak past, or we're going to try yeah. and lag this, or we're going to try and intimidate or whatever. And it, it tends not yeah. to come back at you in the same way as, as say com combat does so when you get involved no. in a social conflict it's either like you do it or you don't and then it may be prolonged and whatever but uh you know and and there may be some consequences to it but if you're trying to intimidate somebody an npc and mm -hmm. uh and you know and it turns out actually well they're they're, they're really far more intimidating you didn't realize when you spoke to that guard that he was like the guard captain the uh hero of the village the uh yeah. you know the the survivor of a hundred wars and stuff like that and he doesn't give it and and, and then the gm says well actually <laughs> no you're intimidated now well how, how does how does that work as a as a do you know what i mean so mm -hmm. that kind of stuff's really difficult so what it's just what one thing I remember hearing or reading is that you know as a GM, 
you shouldn't tell players how their characters feel. So, so you 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 should try and create mm-hmm. that feeling rather than telling them. So, how do you make somebody feel intimidated? Well, you try to intimidate him, and all of a sudden you realize he's standing over you, and he's pulled out this ancient sword, and he wails it in front of your face, you know, and 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 you realize <laughs> that to take him on would be yeah yeah you know something, and, something and, and that, that's yeah. how you make the character feel the player feel intimidated yeah so, so yeah. i think it's it's a, it's a different thing to come you know it's a completely different thing and i can see why the war game roots of D D, yeah. how it's just just not been a, a thing for I think you know i was just gonna i was just gonna butt in no. there because i think no. maybe in terms of that I, I think you're right neil that idea of consequences for the pc of poorly executed uh, social contests, yeah. not the game concept, not, not the game consequence in the sense of you don't get the clue or whatever, but the kind of mechanical consequence. What's the risk? What am I putting on the line entering this social mm-hmm. uh, contest? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe somewhere, something like Spire does that, yeah. or Blades in the Dark, where you have to take a consequence. So, you know, if you, if you try and intimidate the guard captain and you fail, then you know, take a point of mind right there, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, because you, you know, stressed yourself so Ooh, much, yeah, to, yeah, to build actually. yourself up to intimidate this fella that actually it's failed, and your your confidence in your own abilities has has uh, yeah. has taken a knock, and that maybe works quite well. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's. It, 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 there's a little bit of that sort of randomised element in there as well, isn't there? Because you make the role to see whether you're successful, and then the degree or of either success or failure yeah. then yeah. influences the result. So it's not quite. It's not quite the contested. Uh, you know, there's a tracker. You have to hit certain a certain number. It's a, almost an individual role, but it's. But it does work. Again, it works really well. Could you apply? The spire mechanic for interacting well, with I, I think you, any you setting, as long as you've got a mechanism for determining whether the intimidation or whatever works, you could say, as a GM, you could say, okay, yeah. well, if you're going to try and intimidate the guard captain, if you if you don't do it, something's going to happen. Yeah. Now, there's that whole thing about consequences, which I think again is another another modern uh, game design. Uh, tool i think but uh but you yeah. know you, you could tell the players up front or you could say you, you you know they try and intimidate they don't succeed all of a sudden the guard captain clicks his fingers yeah. and they're surrounded by uh-huh. you, you know you're going to be arrested what are you going to do now so you know and and, and so the, the other way yeah. of doing it is 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 mechanically like mark says inspire you take mind or blood or, or whatever or, or, or you actually, there's something narrative, actually a, a narrative consequence. Mm-hmm. Well, those, those kind of things are quite hard, you, you know. Yeah, I think narrative consequences are hard to come up right. with all the time. I think, I think the problem with now, I mean, even Steve, yeah, uh, yeah, when he was doing Spy, was struggling to always have a narrative consequence to hand. Um, mm. And I think, yeah. you know, and Varson does the same. Varson basically mm. fail a social contest, you can push the role. And uh, you know, it's the mm. free league system. So you push the role, you'll take a condition. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that does it yeah. that way. So, you know, I'm still sticking with Varsa. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that idea. Mm. 
I think the problem with the narrative, okay. the problem with okay. the narrative, sorry, just drop my pen. The um, problem with the narrative consequence, Neil, <laughs> I think, in some ways, is that no, 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 you don't know what it's going to be. I know what it's going to be, mm. you know, barring critical hits. If, if somebody hits me with a spear, I know what, I know what that's going to yeah. be. All right. But if somebody yeah. doesn't respond to my intimidation, I've got no idea what the fallout from that's going to be. And so it stops your, yeah. your risk register get, gets all thrown because you're mm. not sure what you're, what you're putting online when you enter a yeah. social contact. I mean, I mean the, the worst one is probably for falling off your horse and shitting yourself. Yeah. <laughs> that was unfair. <laughs> well, we've we've all been there, but, yeah. but 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 interestingly enough, though, if if you have yeah. that sort of track mm. that you were talking about, that, that it involves a certain number yeah. of successes, or you know, or or, or less serious failures, perhaps, um, it 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 means you've got, as you said, you've got to role play it a lot more I over think, an extended think, uh, period it, it and draw in other people. Your contest in a really good way i think that that, mm. that idea of a track um yeah and you you, yeah. you you can then work out your risk yeah so is it worth okay we've got this far with the dunlending king but he's pretty teased off we could really push it mm. and then we yeah. could blow the whole thing yeah and that's yeah. when your decision making is really important rather than well, chance yeah. my arm because what can happen if it goes wrong yeah uh, yeah, well, I suppose you, no, can, it's good. you can foreshadow good. the mm. what might yeah. the consequence might be as well, because I think um, again <laughs> mm. the Dunlending, you know, as we we're approaching, there were pits with body parts in them and heads on spikes and stuff like that. You get a, you get a pretty good idea oh, that lovely. if things don't go yeah. your way, you know, your head could yeah. end up on one but, of those spikes. Yeah, and and I quite, and I, I quite like that when you're just saying about like the game smash has got to <laughs> don't tell the player how to feel. Or how do you make them feel intimidated? Yeah. I mean, one of the ways you do it is like yeah. your yeah. your NPC that they're dealing with. Everyone else in the room is cowering away from them, sort of. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, you've only yeah. got to done yeah. it now. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody takes a step back. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so okay. So we. we it's, I, I think actually now that we're sort of discussing it, I think probably it, it may well end up coming back later later in the sort of series to have another look at perhaps some of this. But let, let, we, we, we need to sort of bring it to some sort of some sort of head. So uh, Martin, then, which is uh, which is the element of social contact that you're going to go for? Is it going to be the one ring uh, system of this prolonged contest? Is it going to? Well, it can't be Vison's manipulator, Vason, Vison manipulation mechanic. Uh, or indeed, Dragon Warrior is very. Um, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, is, is the only other option you've ring. got. So I like the idea of. I think it gives you a good idea of the jeopardy yeah. uh, that you're investing in in a social contest, and it and it suits the it suits the game. It suits the yeah. system and the set. Okay. Right. So it's between uh, Dragon Warriors and Vason. Uh, so I mean I I, I do like mm. that idea that you know class based system gives you those um, uh, and and the world itself gives you gives you those uh, social structures and and, and so on. Um, yeah. But and, and it's interesting I haven't played both games on the same day last Saturday. Uh, although I didn't I don't think I used manipulation <laughs> as such. But I, I do like that um, that idea of a uh, a simple mechanic. 
that you can use that ha has um, degrees of success uh, and the consequences of failure are, are kind of mechanical and the the, the known in, in advance. So for me, it would uh, have to be um, facing. Hmm. Well, um, clearly, I, I can't vote for my own extraordinarily poor example of social contact, so which is good. Uh, I, I think uh, I know the free league system. I, I'm becoming more and more a fan of the free league system. Um, you know, we're playing uh, what is it? Forbidden uh, the Forbidden Lands. Uh, and, and I'm gradually getting used to it. At first, I was a bit confused by it all, and I do like it. It does seem to be quite uh, deadly, <laughs> is my only sort of thing. And actually, I think so. The one I'm going to plump for is going to be the one ring. I think that extended contest, you know, the prolonged contest mechanic, I think, it, you know, that's – and you see it working in other games as well where a specific GM has applied it to other things. I think it, I think the prolonged contest mechanic for social contact, I think, makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And encourages Definitely. people to role play. You know, it's a thing, isn't it? Ah, fantastic. Well, so there we have it then, that the first two elements uh, of – of the Frankenstein RPG that we've managed to put together is the character generation system borrowed from Chaosium's basic role-playing stroke Call of Cthulhu um, and uh, social contact mechanic for uh, for the game. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be taken right. from That's the one a great, ring. great start, I think. That Good. sounds like the, yeah, the makings of a great system. Yeah. 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 It does, yeah. And and I think, you know, as, as I've sort of pre-pre- uh, uh, pre Sold it. I think the um, uh, the, the most valuable contribution uh, for this pod was obviously given by uh, by me. <laughs> so I win a fictitious. I'm sorry. <laughs> of course it isn't. I, I, I think clearly I, I have to. In this instance, I have to give it to Martin yes. for for his his preparation work of uh, graphically, <laughs> you know, putting together his, yeah. his yeah, thoughts, a, a, a bar, a, 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 a grid, and a flowchart as well. I think. Oh, and for the benefit I, I, of the listener, uh, we're we're seeing the, the graph now. Yeah, I think it's extraordinarily you you'll put it in graphically. I think so. Yeah, you should should scan it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will try and put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Listen, chat. Thank you ever so much. So yeah, we're off to a flying start. I think. They Thanks ever so funny. much. Bye. Cheers, guys. All right, cheers. Bye. bye bye. Bye. So, there you have it. That was our first podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, the show notes will include as many links to games as I can, uh, as well as links to Martin's infamous graphic skills. Truly awesome. Uh, if you want to leave us a message at Anchor, please do. We're Frankenstein's RPG, and we're also on Twitter at Frankenstein RPG. And happy to take feedback and contributions on next episode's topic of magic, nice easy one, and initiative. What could possibly go wrong? See you soon. <laughs>